Hello and welcome to the Renwick Centre podcast. This week's podcast is a special one as it's Hearing Awareness Week at RIDBC. As part of Hearing Awareness Week, we speak to Joanne, Matea and Kayo about their early hearing journey. During some parts of this podcast, you might hear some background noise, which is Kayo enjoying his lunch. We hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Rennick Centre podcast. My name's Trudy Smith and I'm the manager of continuing professional education here at the RIDBC Rennick Centre. This is our Hearing Awareness Week special this week and really delighted I've got Joanne and Matteo and Kayo with us this morning. So some of the background noise you can hear is Kayo who is munching through some chips and keeping us company. So if you hear any sounds, it's just a little person that we're keeping entertained with us as well. But Joanne, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourselves before we get started? Hi Trudy and everyone. Um, I I guess I, I have two boys. Um, one is six and one is two. Um, and Kayo is my two-year-old who has hearing loss um, from birth. Um, and we started off with... Um, we discovered this through having the swish test mm-hmm. um, at his newborn screening. And it came as, as quite a surprise to me because there was no history of, of hearing loss in our family. During the hospital time, I had a caesarean. So when we did our first test, we discovered that um, he didn't pass the test. Mm-hmm. So then I was told that possibly it was due to fluid in his ears because it's quite common when you have a caesarean. It is, yeah. Um, and so they said to me that uh, you could possibly have another test as we left the hospital. So I didn't think anything of it. I was sure. quite confident that nothing was a problem and I thought, oh, it's just probably fluid. I didn't think anything of it actually. Um, as we left, uh, Kayo uh, proceeded to have another test. Mm-hmm. And he didn't pass that one again. And then I kind of thought, still, I wasn't too concerned. I was kind of very, um, just still thinking that I was, he was probably blocked from cesarean, the fluid, because they just kept reassuring me that that was the case. Okay. Um, And then they still, they proceeded to book an appointment at the children's hospital um, to further review it. And um, we went along to that and he was probably about... By the time I got there, he was probably about uh, a month, yeah, going on to a okay, month. Okay, yep. So I, I, I kind of waited a bit. I got home and... It's important I, to give those ears a chance yes, to clear. settled yeah. in, exactly. So I wanted them to clear, so I thought I'll, I'll just wait a little bit. And so we went along, again, still thinking, because <laughs> it was very confusing to me initially because obviously when you get told that at the hospital, you, you, you know the the news obviously and so you feel like oh okay um, you're very aware you start to become aware of noises around you mm-hmm. very sensitive to see his reaction absolutely um, so I was looking around because of we'd be <laughs> doing silly things like I'm sure you were feeling hyper vigilant oh <laughs> we were doing and you know, my mum was there and my sister would you know they were always around me because they live very close to me as well and we were constantly doing little tests here and there, but not not excessively because we were still quite confident that he was going to be fine because he was, and he'd be turning to everything, almost everything, or loud noises. Sure. <coughs> so I went along to that test feeling quite confident, um, and then obviously we he had the sleep test, and we had the results, and he came back as diagnosed as mild to moderate hearing loss, okay. which came as quite a shock to me, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Um, having no history in my family with hearing loss, mm-hmm. I thought, where has this come from? And a million questions, and I just caved and fell. Um, I was really 
Um, just, yeah, disappointed. I yep. just really didn't feel, um, I didn't know what to think. It was very overwhelming. They were lovely there at the So you had hospital. support, people I, to talk to and information well, if you wanted Well, of course, and I've just got to say, the Children's Hospital, Westmead, they were amazing and they still are amazing through our whole journey. That's great to hear. Very supportive. Um, straight away, they got me onto a counsellor. Um, what was her name? DePaul. DePaul. She was just incredible. She Fantastic. She was lovely. Um, and so then from there, they they guided me on to um, we, what we need to do next to get him fitted for hearing aids. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess initially it was a lot to absorb um, and I, I didn't take it too well. I went through a bit of a slight depression, mm-hmm. um, but I also... <laughs> didn't even know that I had a thyroid issue at the time. So oh, gosh, yeah. multiple things going on. Yeah, so it was quite a really testing time. Um, so, it, yeah, the whole idea of him wearing hearing aids, I just, you know, you just have... I wasn't exposed to anyone with hearing aids mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. You know, it's funny when you are, yes. suddenly you see everybody, everybody with, with hearing, hearing aids, with cochlear and... implants, you know, on the street and the shops. But I just, I never came across anyone with hearing... Well, yeah. With no reason to either if you're not no. part of your normal No, and so life. it was just all new to me. Um, we So then, I guess after that... Took a few. When when did I get the hearing aids? September. So he was born in September. Um, I think about November. That's when he was fitted with his first hearing aids, um, and that was a bit of a challenge as well with a newborn keeping them on. And um, but you know, obviously they gave me a time frame. It's okay. You don't need to keep them on for you know. It was a shorter a period of time. I think uh, three hours a day. It started off uh-huh. with, and then it sort of increased because yeah. obviously they're sleeping so much initially. Yes. Um, yes, and then where do we go from there? Um, and I understand that he had um, fluid in his ears for a lot of that first 12 months? Correct, yes. So that was a major hurdle for us because we spent pretty much the first year of his life um, in and out of hearing tests and we couldn't get any uh, definitive answers yeah. and accurate readings. Um, and he would have been so uncomfortable as well with his... That's right. Oh, you know, God bless him. He was just such a tough cookie. He wasn't a whingy baby. I, I mean, kids, they just tolerate yeah. and they just, you know, they just get on with it, don't they? They do, very much I think much we so. have more of an issue than that, what they do. Um, but yes, he had a lot of fluid in that first year. And during that time, while he was having, while he had that fluid build up, so he wasn't hearing much at all. Mm-hmm. So pretty much the first year of his life, he, he, he had quite, like, almost no hearing. Yep. Um... So then we decided to get his um, grommets put in, which the first lot didn't really work well. They they fell out fell in the first oh, gosh. five weeks. Yeah. Um, and that was due to another really full-on um, heavy infection that he got and they just popped right out. Yep. Um, and so then we tried again and the second lot that we got done, they were um, successful. Mm-hmm. And then we managed to finally get an accurate um, measurement of his hearing level so we basically we started off at newborn mild to moderate hearing loss and then during that first year it dropped right down to severe to profound hearing loss Mm -hmm. which was a major shock for me because it was kind of like how did this happen um obviously so many questions in your head um and obviously they when you when you when you go into the children's hospital, they give you the option whether you would like to do genetic testing as well to mm-hmm. find out the cause. Yes. Um, and then we had to do testing as well. 
Um, so we don't really have a clear answer sure. um, of the reason why, and this is where it kind of just gets a little bit worrying mm-hmm. because genetic testing is still quite new. It is. And it's yes. not as advanced as what we'd like it to be. So we will be retesting mm-hmm. further down yeah. the track. As we learn more. As we learn more, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so sure. did you have somebody working with you through that time? Other than, like, you've, obviously you had that fantastic counsellor yes. at the hospital. Were you in an early intervention setting uh, at yes, the time? Yes, exactly. And that's, uh, how can I forget mentioning that? Oh, no, no, During, that's okay. <laughs> you had clearly a lot going uh, on. I feel like I'm part of the family, that. to be honest, that it's kind of like... <laughs> Talking about my mum and dad. Um, yeah, so we started early intervention at RIDBC um, and that was uh, quite confusing initially because I was like, where do I go? What is this intervention about? What do sure. they do? Um, then we, when we finally decided we're going ahead with RIDBC, we had our initial meeting here um, and I was really content with what they had to offer. Um, Kaya started when he was about, I think he was about four months, mm-hmm. four months old. Um, and it was incredible. Like I just, it, it not only gave him the tools early on, but it gave me the tools. I think initially in that first year, it's more about, um, it's more about the parents mm-hmm. learning Absolutely. the tools because once a week, if you're going to intervention, we I mean, have no influence. It's no, really you wouldn't have no influence you. and there's not much that they can really get. I mean, they, they get a lot from one session, but it's just going to a play group, isn't it? Yeah. Um, they get a lot, but it's more, I think, that first year or first couple of years, parents to sort of get a grasp of how, what do we do, activities that we can do at home, the ways that we need to speak to our children. Um, there is, you know, obviously it's the same ways we speak to our children normally, but... Being more deliberate. A I bit think. more deliberate, a yeah. little bit more sort of specific and more detailed yep. um, with your, all your activities that you're doing at home and even just your daily speech mm-hmm. um, yes. with them. And were the playgroups helpful? And the playgroups, yes. Um, fortnightly playgroups we, we attend um, at RIDBC. They are incredible. I cannot speak more highly of them. What's so great about them? So great about them. They put, the teachers, they put in so much effort. in, And I'm from the heart. I am so, every time I get, I get excited to attend these playgroups, because there's all the little stations that they create. They've got a craft section. They've got a little, um, uh, like a little foamy sort of uh, soft play section and reading groups, singing, dancing. There's just a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just a lot jam packed in one session. Um, but there's lots of different um, activities that sort of target for every little child's needs yeah. as well. Sure. Um, so we, we really enjoy that. It's good to meet other parents too. Well, that's That was right. my question. Have you found that that parent-to-parent contact has been a, a useful support? It has been incredible. Yeah. And it was initially... Okay, so I started... That was the thing I was going to say. I started the groups later on. So I didn't really attend them early. I started them probably about... Um, what was he? Uh, probably about six months about six months old because I just uh, found it a bit tricky because it kind of always um, ran to his sleep time or, sure. or and I just and also it was something that I just was still dealing with yes, myself and yep. still coping with and I was a little bit still in denial mm-hmm. yep. maybe the grief like, it was very very cyclic so yes yep. I was very I felt very exposed and speaking about it, I just didn't really talk, want to talk about it to yep. anyone on the outside. Uh, it was a bit of a journey for me as well. Mm-hmm. But then when I started coming to the groups, 
I didn't realise how good it was for me. It was amazing. I met the most beautiful mums and dads, beautiful kids. You know, we all share stories and we still do today. Yep. Do you find that, that you, you found that your scenario actually, how you were feeling, wasn't that different? Exactly. Totally. We were yep. on the same boat. We were all yep. going through the same things. We had similar stories, different stories, but very similar experiences emotionally mm-hmm. and the journey that we had gone through, yep. um, which helped me um, Absolutely. A- accept the whole situation and become an advocate for it. Brilliant. Yeah. That's a great outcome. Yeah, it was great. Yep. <laughs> so we don't want to use biscuits with our no. cheese. We're just going to use our fingers. That yeah. looks like way more fun. <laughs> just, right. just for those of you at home, know what's happening in our room. <laughs> Look at this little guy being very quiet and having yeah. lots of food. Dad is is the provider of he's all of the delicious provider. food. Yeah. So he's a chef. So oh, <laughs> so you'll have a little. We'll have a little deaf chef in the future. We look forward to that. That's brilliant. Yeah. So you've, you've had a cochlear implant now, yes. and that's been going for three months. Three How months. has that journey to? Okay, so that was, um, again, a bit of a shock too, because I always kind of, the back of my mind was very kind of fearful. No, thank you, darling. Uh, fearful of my nice hope. sharing. <laughs> it is nice sharing. Um, I just, especially in group, you'd see kids with hearing aids and kids with the cochlea, and I just felt like that was just, oh, my God, that's on another level. It's mm-hmm. too hard. And I always had that fear, thinking, oh, no, I can't, too hard. But Was it the surgery that you were worried about? Um, surgery, speech as well, thinking that maybe it's, you know, again, not um, informed enough. Sure. Yeah. And not knowledgeable. With the hearing aids, I became very knowledgeable. I knew exactly the ins and outs. Cochlear yep. was all new to me. Mm-hmm. So I had to relearn everything again. Um, so... It's been um, pretty amazing, actually, the whole journey with the cochlear implants. Mm-hmm. We started off, um, so we got, yeah, so switch on was 12 weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And in that 12 weeks, we've seen an amazing improvement. Um, it's right. been incredible. So the words that he was, because obviously they're hearing differently yes, they are. from hearing aids to cochlear implants. To you, you're an expert already. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. The oh, night, just, spend the reading. Oh, I read a lot and talk a lot and try and absorb as much as information as I can as possible. Because, you know, obviously we need to learn to help. Um, yep. The more we know, the more we can help and provide um, for our kids. So um, where was I? I guess... Yeah, I forget where. So I was. all you're seeing the huge improvement oh, huge in the last three months. Yes, that's right. Um, so now, so the words that he was saying, um, sort of at the end of his hearing aid journey, um, we got to about ten words. Now they're starting to pop up again. Those right. same words. So his words. brain has just remapped them with the new exactly. Yep. Remapped them, and um, just yesterday actually we had our first hearing test. Yep. Um, just to see what sounds he's getting. Just sure. to, we're coming sort of at the end of. Well, not at the end. Um, we had weekly appointments for his mapping sessions, yep. and that's mm-hmm. what we do every week. We we sit down, and he gets all plugged in, and they program him basically and introduce different sounds um, to to him. And not they don't do it all at once, obviously, because it's a bit too much for him. Um, and so yesterday he did a hearing test, and he pretty much turned to every sound, fantastic, and the, the, the most quietest sounds, and I could barely hear them. Me, which I was very impressed, and it was such a, um, it was such a relief and and just a, a, a big change for me because I'm used to sitting in those 
booths where I just, you know, there's no turning. So yeah. it was just a very positive experience yesterday. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. And so, so are you seeing him, his recognition of environmental sounds? Yes, I am. Increasing? I am. What are the things that are, are a surprise to you that he's um, reacting okay, to? Okay, so like the plane above mm -hmm. and he'll look up and so he's starting to associate <clears throat> the link sounds that we do, we do the link sounds yes. and they're on repeat constantly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we, he'll see a plane and he knows that we do that, ah, you know, that, uh -huh. ah. Yes, yes. Um, and then we do, and then just dogs barking. Mm -hmm. um, I've noticed that he's starting to turn for things like that. Yep. Um, just, yeah, little things, just little things. Yep. He's, and even just... Um, What's a big one for me is localizing yes. where the sound is coming does from. Does he know the three voices in the house? He now? does. He That's does. So know. great. In it's three amazing. months. Well oh, done. I know. That's I, you working. You both working hard well, to get more, those outcomes. More, more than <laughs> oh, well, yeah. you, 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 well, see, we, and the, the other thing is we're doing two languages. Yeah. So we're great. bilingual. Mm. Yep, that's perfect. Which I was yep. a little bit concerned initially, but I was told. All the research tells us that his brain will just map them the same way. Well, that's right. That's what I keep getting told. Yes. Um, no, that's brilliant. That is, how lucky for him to have two languages. Yes, well, we, we all have two languages, so we um, it's the only way to go, I think. Absolutely. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, so. it sounds like it's been... A good ending it's at the been, moment. Honestly, it really has. It feels like a good ending um, now, and I hope it just continues to become better and better and better. And, and um, yeah, because we've, we've had a very tough two years, yep. and, um, and I finally feel like, okay, all the hard work and all the pain and all these struggles um, are kind of... Um, we're getting some, some positive results now. That's great. Yeah. What would your advice be to... A family who has the diagnosis after the newborn hearing screening what advice would you give them uh, I think yeah I, I guess you need some time to absorb it for, first um, initially it's probably I mean to you're either one of those people that you you find out and you just go and you search and you research and research because you want to know more 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 um, but sometimes that can be a little bit too daunting initially because what comes up um, on 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 um, Dr. Google is uh, not Dr. Helpful. Google, that's right. Dr. <laughs> Google is not wonderful. So um, it can be a little bit daunting. So maybe, I guess, take your time with it, absorb it. If you don't feel like telling anyone initially, that's fine. But it really, if I, have, if I can give advice, it's fine to speak about it. Yeah. When you talk about it, I think silence is, is more painful. Mm -hmm. And the more that you kind of um, educate people about this, um, the better you, you feel and the better it is for your children yeah. as well and mm -hmm. to put it out there and to educate um, people about about hearing loss because I think there's a, it's a, an unknown area mm -hmm. for those that don't have it absolutely. in their families um, and can be quite scary, like, oh, what's that? You yes, know? absolutely. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I prefer people to ask me now, but initially it's, it's don't be afraid to ask mm -hmm. um, and ask as many questions as possible. Um, and even if you need a counsellor to... to Talk about it and walk you through it. Yep. Um, that is the way to go. And yep. I, look, even the interve early intervention teachers, they're almost like your counsellors as well. Yeah. So they help. So talk. Tremendously. Early intervention. 100%. Get the help that you need. 100%. And yes. you end up with this beautiful little man who is already using language to yes. communicate with you. <laughs> he is. It's fantastic. This has been such a lovely time. Thank you so much for oh, coming to talk with us pleasure. all today. Absolutely. Thank Any you. time. A huge thank you to our guests for joining us for this very special episode. Be sure to check out RIDBC's website and Facebook page for more information about Hearing Awareness Week. 
If you have any questions regarding the topics raised in this podcast, be sure to reach out via our Facebook page.